Well, good evening and praise the Lord. Amen. As we come on Wednesday night for Bible study. Um, pray that your week so far has been going well and that you're doing well and that you are still walking by faith. Amen. Um, it's a faith walk and it doesn't end. Amen. On this side of glory. Um, you know, may get a little weary sometimes, may get a little tired sometimes, but that's why we have each other, right? To um, continue to encourage one another to continue on in faith. Um, praise God for encouragers, amen, people who encourage. Um, and we all should encourage, right? We should encourage one another. So I uh, just want to encourage you tonight, continue walking by faith. Um, and um, I believe that as you do that, you'll see the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. Amen. Amen. Um, tonight we're continuing our Bible study, um, and we are um, going to um, look at the feeding of the 5,000. We started there last week, the feeding of the 5,000. I believe we had talked last week, and the title was, I Need a Blessing. Mm -hmm. I Need a Blessing. And how many people need a blessing? Amen. Um, you, you need a blessing from God. You need a door to be opened. You need another one to be closed. Um, you need a breakthrough. Um, you, you just need, you know, things to move and shift in your life and change. Um, and God is more than able. Amen. Um, but many times we don't tap into the riches of his glory that's available to us. And we want to look at that, um, not only tonight, but as the Lord wills as we go forward, um, so that um, you will be able to receive all that is yours as a child of God. Amen. And so we're talking about I need a blessing, and we're talking about getting there. And what we did um, last week was we began examining uh, the feeding of the 5,000. And um, just by way of a um, just by way of a uh, a uh, review, and, and maybe for those of you who weren't with us last week, when we talked about the feeding of the 5,000, and we're going to pray in a minute, so don't think I forgot. Praise God. Amen. Somebody was reminding me. I praise God for the reminder. Amen. Um, but uh, when we were talking about the feeding of the 5,000 uh, last week, one of the things we mentioned was that this is the only miracle, recorded miracle of Jesus that is in all four Gospels. Mm -hmm. Amen. Matthew 14, uh, Mark 6, Luke 9, and John 6. It's the only one. And and so that draws our attention, number one. And, um, and then the second thing we said was, because it's in the four different accounts uh, by each of the Gospel writers, um, we have um, certain details that may, that may be in one, but not the other three. And, and it serves as a complement to the entire account. And so um, as we go along, we're going to be looking at all, all four. And um, we talked about last week as well, as we'll end here and then we'll go to prayer, is that we started with Jesus being um, our example. And we're going to come back on that point. But let's pray first. 
and then we'll come back to that. Father, we bless your name. Glory yes, to God. Father, we thank you, thank you. Um, for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, and Father, Father God, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. God, we ask you now to speak to our hearts and minds. Oh, yes, God, Lord. break forth the bread of life. Feed us and nourish us in our spirit, man. And Father God, may we grow strong in our faith as a result. Faith cometh yes, by hearing yes, and hearing by the word of God. Bless us with listening ears and a receptive heart. And Father, we give you the praise in advance now because we believe you're going to do something great. Yes. And so, Father God, we ask you to have your way, oh God. Bless the people, oh God. And Father, bless and use me for your glory. Yes. And Father God, may you receive all of the praise. We give it to you now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 And so, um, we talked about Jesus last week in the feeding of the 5,000. And we... Um, we talked about Jesus uh, had just gotten some bad news of um, John the Baptist being executed by King Herod. And he wanted to be, he wanted to get away. And, you know, um, we, as we look through the gospel writers' accounts, we saw that he wanted to be alone. He wanted to get to a quiet place. He wanted to rest. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Gospel of Mark tells us that uh, he and his disciples, there were so many pe people coming and going at that particular time that they didn't even have time to eat. So he wanted to get something to eat. Mm -hmm. right? So wanted some quiet, wanted some rest, um, wanted to be alone, <laughs> wanted to get something to eat. And yet what happened is that the people saw him and were told huge crowds came unto him and Jesus response to seeing these huge crowds was not to get agitated frustrated or mad he was moved with compassion because the scripture says that the scriptures tell us that he he looked upon the people as sheep without a shepherd and what did he do he welcomed the crowd mm -hmm. He taught the crowd about principles concerning the kingdom of God, and he healed their sick. And we said, wow, how many of us would have responded the same way if just one person encroached upon us when we wanted to be alone, wanted some quiet, wanted some rest, and wanted some food, right? If one person came across our path demanding some attention, we might have gotten a little bent out of shape. And here Jesus was, in that condition, feeling those things and wanting those things, and yet he had huge crowds come to him, thousands upon thousands, and his response was compassion. And we talked about compassion being not sympathy, which is just feeling sorry, not empathy, which is just feeling someone's pain, but compassion is sort of sympathy in action, empathy in action, uh, because we said that compassion actually compels action, yeah. amen? compassion compels action if there's no action there's no compassion right you may feel sorry for someone but there's no compassion unless you actually do something for someone in response to you feeling sorry for them and so jesus didn't just look at the people and feel sorry for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd he then sprung into action and that's where the compassion came from and as we said he welcomed them he taught them and he healed them yes um and so why did we start there because we're talking about 
being, you know, I need a blessing. And I, I believe that as we go along, it will become clearer for us. But we have to start somewhere. And how many of you know, you always need to start with the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And so that's where we start. And, um, and I'd like to think of where we started last week as if we were going to give subtitles to this study, that I would use that first lesson as the subtitle would be the example, uh-huh. the example, Jesus, right? He is in that he's the example, the example of how we're supposed to respond um, in situations like that. When we see people in need, um, he's the example. He responded with compassion. He responded with love. He responded with patience and all those and all those good things. Um, and he's our example. Right. And so we look at last week's uh, uh, lesson as the example. Now, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Luke chapter nine. Um, we could go anywhere. We could go in any of the four Gospels, but really only uh, except for the Gospel of John tonight, because it doesn't actually have this element of the account. But we're going to be in Luke chapter nine. Um, Luke chapter nine, and we're going to begin reading at verse 10. And if last week was the example, if that was our subtitle for last week, this week's subtitle is the contrast, right? Last week was the example. This week is the contrast. And so let's take a look um, beginning at verse number nine, verse number 10 in Luke chapter nine. And it says, and the apostles, when they were returned, because they had gone out on a mission trip, told him all they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, Then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. Amen. And this is the contrast. So, Jesus was our example, right? Jesus came into this situation, as we described, with, with these needs and wanting to be alone and all of that. And the people came upon him and they had all these needs and he responded to those needs out of a heart of compassion, right? Um, and, and, and so Jesus looked beyond his own needs mm-hmm. um, and, in order to meet the needs of other people. We'll just say that again. Jesus looked beyond his own needs yeah. in order to meet the needs of other people. And that is our example. <laughs> Amen. The disciples, who undoubtedly at this point, as Jesus received the people, welcomed them, as he taught the people, and as he healed the people, and there's thousands, right? There's thousands of them. They undoubtedly now are tired. And remember, they were so busy coming and going, they couldn't even get anything to eat. So they're hungry, they're tired, and, and you know, and so they come, and 
They come to Jesus and they say, you know what, Jesus? It's late. <laughs> okay. And uh, there's no food around here. These people need to go get something to eat. And they, and they even say, and they need lodging, right? Mm -hmm. um, they need to go into the country, get something to eat, and lodge. Mm -hmm. So they need to get, they need to find some place to stay tonight, so they ain't coming home with us. <laughs> they need to find some place to go. They need to get some food. It's late, so know what we want you to do, Jesus. <laughs> Send them away. Mm -hmm. That's what they said. Send them away. Now, watch this. They knew it was late. Right, they knew the people were hungry. They knew that the people needed a place to stay. Mm -hmm. They knew all that, right? And yet they had absolutely no thought, not one thought in their head, of trying to help them. Remember what we said about Jesus? Jesus looked beyond his own needs to meet the needs of other people. That's right. the example. The disciples recognize the need with their head late no food they need some place to stay tonight get them out of here <laughs> send them away right no thought of helping them but watch this no thought of helping them and 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 here's the thing and no thought of asking jesus to help wow them. wow and and see on the one hand, we can kind of understand with this huge crowd of thousands, and the disciples have no food, mm -hmm. that what can they do, right? Right. So in some ways, you can understand why they don't have any thought of helping all these thousands of people. But what's more difficult to understand, they didn't even have a thought of asking Jesus to help them. Mm -hmm. Now... Let's 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 pump the brakes before we before we not only throw the disciples under the bus but run them over. <laughs> let's pump the brakes because how many times have we failed to ask Jesus to help someone who we knew in our head mm. was in need? Wow. We knew they had need. We knew they needed some money. We knew they were sick. We knew that they were looking for answers. We knew they were depressed. We knew they were sad. Yes, we, we, we knew yes. they were hurting. We knew. Yep. And yet somehow, we didn't, we didn't always ask Jesus no. to help them. That's what the disciples did here. And too many times we do the same thing. We'll talk about somebody's problem. Your husband come home, your wife come home. Your sister come home, your brother come home. You start telling them about Jerome. Man, Jerome got some problems. You didn't pray about Jerome all afternoon. You heard about the problem 10 o'clock this morning. Now it's 5, 6 o'clock in the evening, and now you're sharing what's going on with Jerome. Didn't pray for Jerome. Didn't ask God to intervene for Jerome. <laughs> right? But, see, and that's the problem. That, yeah, and maybe you can't do anything for Jerome, but glory to God, the Lord can. Yes. And he's waiting for somebody to ask him to get involved. Glory to God. And so the disciples here didn't even ask Jesus, right, to help them. And, and too many times we know a problem that someone is going through 
And yet we don't take the time to go before the throne of grace to ask the Lord to help them. And watch this. And sometimes the person has an issue that the Lord in the past has helped us with. So we know he's able because we were beneficiaries of the help in the past. And they didn't do it. Now, I actually went through the four accounts of the Bible to see just chronologically by chapters, knowing that sometimes things aren't always in exact chronological order by time. But I just went through by chapters and looked in each one of the four Gospels and, 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 and identified the miracles that Jesus performed before getting to the chapter in each account that deals with the 5,000. So, they didn't ask Jesus to help them. But just chronologically by chapters, these were the miracles I identified that the disciples already knew that Jesus performed. He had turned water into wine. He had cleansed a leper. He had healed a centurion's servant. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed a multitude at evening who had all kinds of diseases. He had quieted a storm. He had cast demons into a herd of swine. He healed the man sick of the palsy. Remember that? They broke up the roof and laid him in, in front of Jesus. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. He healed a woman with an issue of blood. He healed two blind men. He cured a demon-possessed man who was mute. He healed a man with a withered hand. Remember that? And mm-hmm. the Pharisees got mad at him because he did it on the Sabbath. He cured a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. He healed a nobleman's son. He healed a man at the pool of Bethesda. Mm-hmm. He cast an unclean spirit out of a man. Mm-hmm. He raised the dead son of a widow of Nain. He led Peter and his partners to a draught of fish. Mm. And we remember that one because Jesus wanted to teach the crowd and he wanted some space. And so he asked Peter if he could use his ship so that he can teach, teach the crowd. And after he taught the crowd, he told Peter, go out and let your nets out Mm -hmm. for a draught. And Peter said, we ship, we, we, we fished all night, didn't catch anything. Nevertheless, I'm going to go do it. And what happened? We remember, right? Yeah. Two, right? The nets were so full of fish, it nearly caused two ships to sink. And that's particularly important. Why? Because Peter had gone fishing the night before. And how many of you know, they get fish for food, right? And they caught nothing. So they went looking for fish for food, <laughs> caught nothing. And then Jesus, by just telling them, go out there, gave them a miraculous haul of fish mm-hmm. that nearly sank two ships. Fish that was going to feed people. What was the problem here? People were hungry. So they already experienced Jesus working a miracle that involves a miraculous provision of food. But they didn't ask Jesus to do anything for these people. Instead, what they said was, 
send them away. Now, here's the thing, right? We talk as much about Jesus having compassion. And here we have to understand the disciples had a lack of compassion because they knew in their head what the problem was, mm -hmm. right? They knew in their head. It was late, no food, they need some place to stay. They knew in their head the things that Jesus had done in the past, all these miracles we just mm -hmm. went through. And it never crossed their mind. Man, we're going to go to Jesus and ask him to help these people. See, that's action. How many of you know prayer is action? When you get down on your knees and pray for somebody, that's action. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. That's action. And, 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 you know, the Bible says that the, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous does what? Availeth much. And I believe it's in the, um, oh, glory to God. In the Amplified Version, where it says that that availeth much, it says, you know, it, 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 it brings about astonishing results. Oh. Glory to God, right? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man brings astonishing results. Oh. But that's action. And the disciples here didn't do it. Now, see, and, 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 and that's the thing when it's up here. Because in the end, when we talk about compassion and all the rest of that, it's not a matter of what's up here. It's a matter of what's in here. Mm -mm. It's a matter of the heart. See, and, and this is very important for us to get because, see, so many of us, you know, the head is, a, is an amazing thing because we can convince ourselves in our mind that we're doing something when we're actually not. And the reason why we think we're doing something is because we understand it's something that should be done. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever like, you know, like you, <laughs> you know, you should exercise, but you're not. But in your head, the fact that you know you should somehow gives you some comfort, yeah. but you're not doing anything. That's true. <laughs> but because you know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know I should be eating, right? But you're still pounding back the fried food, right? Right? Because the mind is very deceptive, right? Mm -hmm. Right? It can deceive. And, and, and so we have to be careful what we have in our head and, 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 and put too much emphasis on it. It's not what's in your head. It's what's in our heart. Because, see, if you have, it's about having a heart of compassion, not a head of compassion. Right. You know, everybody say, oh, gee, he, he has such a head of compassion. No. <laughs> it's a heart of compassion. You know, Proverbs 4 and 23 says, guard the heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Flow the issues of life. See, it's out of our heart that the, that the things in our lives are touched. Right, the issues in our lives are touched by those things that come out of our heart. You know, it's the reason why it says, you know, man looks on the outward appearance, but, but God looks at the heart. Because see, when it, the heart is the center of a man, it's the center of a woman. That's where things happen, mm. right? That's where things happen, and that's why God looks upon your heart because He knows that's where things start going to work, right? And, and listen, even people who don't. Um, there's even a saying, even outside of the church, right? Somebody says, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And what's some of the advice that people will give? 
follow your heart. Right. Yeah. They don't say true. follow your head. Mm-hmm. They say follow your heart. Why? Because that's where it all that that's it, right? What does the Lord say? He says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And watch right. this. And lean mm-hmm. not to your own understanding. understanding. See, he's saying, listen, it's about the it's about what's your heart, not your head. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing about this compassion piece, right? That 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 we got to make sure that it's not in our head that we know. Because, see, see, sometimes we know what's the right thing to do, yeah. but we don't do it. And yet we can become content within ourselves that somehow we think we did something that we didn't simply because we know it's something we should do. So... Um, we don't want to be like the disciples. The disciples understood the situation, but they did nothing about it. Yeah. We don't want to understand that a brother or a sister or a friend or a child or a parent or a spouse or a co-worker is in need. We don't just want to understand it. Again, it's about compassion. Yes. Jesus is yes. the example. The disciples here are the contrast. Why? Because they didn't do what he did. We want to be more like the example and not like the contrast. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that that you know we don't just understand something in our heads. We want to we, we want to make sure that we're moved in our heart to do something about it. Amen. So remember what we said before: compassion compels action. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so if we know that there's a need but we don't do anything, then there's no compassion. And you can say, I'm compassionate because (laughs) you feel it. But see, that's not it. It has to be action. Amen? So the big question is, when it comes to this idea of compassion, again, Jesus is the example, is what action did you take in response to the need that your head identified? Right. What action did you take? In other words, what did you do? And the way to get make sure that your head doesn't trick you is identify what you did. What did you do? Mm. Don't talk about <laughs> what you were going to do, what you intended to do. Or, you know, you come from where some of us come from, what you was fixing to, to do. do. Yeah. <laughs> you ever know that thing? I was fixing. Mm-hmm. I was fixing to do. I was about to do. I was going to do. I was intending to do. Those don't count. That's true. Amen. Yeah. What did you do? That brother or that sister was in need. What did you do? They were crying out for help. What did you do? They were sick. What did you do? They were lonely and 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 and, and sad. What did you do? do. They, they they were whatever, right? What did you do? You know, Jesus told a, 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 a parable uh, in, in Matthew chapter 25 where he said, you know, son of man was going to come and he was going to separate the sheep and the goats and he was going to say those, I think it was like on the left or whatever, on the right. He said, he said you know, come, you know, you're, you're blessed of my father, come and receive your inheritance. He said, because, you know, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was, 
naked and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. And they said, when we do all this? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he said, he said, when you did it for the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. Right? Not when yeah. you thought about doing it, when you did, did it. it. Not you thought about giving me some food. I, you know what? I was going to make you a sandwich. <laughs> know what? I was going to eat it. See, <laughs> like we got to actually do it, right? I was going to. What did you do? He said, you visited me. You fed me. You gave me something to drink, right? Mm -hmm. You gave me some clothes. It's about what you do. That's the one thing. So that's the one big question. Not our intentions. It's what did you do? The second big question is, who did you do it for? Mm. Right? Who did you do it for? And Jesus said, you're going to receive the inheritance. You receive. You, you, you hear what he said? You receive the inheritance. Come to you, bless my father. Receive your inheritance. Why? Because you gave. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we want to... Put a little emphasis on that because we're talking about I need a blessing, right? And all we're talking about so far is what Jesus did for other people. And now we're talking about what the disciples and what we should be doing for others. Uh, and you go, I thought you were going to tell me I'm going to be black. I am. Huh. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. We're starting to realize it's not just about, oh, Lord, bless me. Huh. We actually have. God has given us a power to release things into our lives if we do certain things. Mm -hmm. And here it's about doing for others. Like Jesus said, you did for the least of these, my brethren, receive your inheritance. That means you receive something for taking care of others yes. who are in need. Right? And so the, so the one thing is, one, what did we do? Second thing is, who did we do it for? The least of these, right? Um, those who are in need because God's heart is there, right? He wants us to take care of the widow and the orphan and the needy and the sick, right? That's what he's looking for us mm -hmm. to do um, He's looking for us to be his hands and his feet and his heart in the earth, right? Yeah. And so he's looking for us to do that and as we do that he then releases a grace and blessings in our lives Because what we glorified him by demonstrating his heart in the earth, right? right? And so, what did we do? Who did we do it for? Now, who do we do it for? Yes, we should do it for the least of these, right? Jesus told the others who were on the other side, he said, you're not getting anything. Why not? Because I was hungry, you didn't give me anything. I was thirsty, you didn't do this, right? He said, all those other things, everything, you didn't do it. And they said, when did we not do it? Because you didn't do it for the least of these. That's how God looks at it. He's looking at who are you doing it? What, one, are you doing something? And who are you doing it for? Now, does that mean you're not supposed to do it for your loved ones? <laughs> Glory to God. Of course not, right? You're still supposed to do it for your loved ones, right? Because, because they're your loved ones, right? You know, so you do it for the least of these, but God is also looking for how you treat your, your spouse and how you treat your children, how you treat your parents, and how you treat your siblings, right? How you treat the ones who he's blessed you um, with in your life. And can I just stop here for a second and just say this, because I, I think something will lead us to a place of true thanksgiving 
um, and it's transformative in a lot of ways. And that's this, when we realize that we're entitled to nothing. Mm. Yeah. We're entitled to nothing, right? You have a roof over your head tonight, praise the Lord for it. Why? Because yeah. you're not entitled to it. Mm -hmm. Because there's other people who don't have a roof over their head. So right. they deserve not to have a roof over their head, but we do. Who said that, right? It's the blessing of God. It's the grace of God that there's a roof overhead tonight. Yeah. Come on, mm -hmm. somebody, right? We're not entitled to anything. You're not, a, you know, I know your daughter or your son, you know, kind of gets on your nerves, work your nerves or whatever, but they're a good kid. <laughs> they're a good kid. You know what I mean? And here's the other thing. Who said you're supposed to have a son or daughter? There's, a wow. son, there's plenty of people who are like praying unto God that they can get pregnant and, and raise a family. And you got multiple kids, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what? You're entitled, but they weren't. It's a blessing. Amen? Yes. Yes. You, you know, you have good parents. You got a good husband. You got a good wife. You know what I mean? They they don't lie. They don't cheat. They don't steal. They don't swindle. They don't, you know what I mean? They don't do any of those things. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. No, because there's some who don't do that. You think those others deserve that? Like Jesus said, you know, you think those people who... Uh, what was it? The the Tower of Siloam fell right. on them. You mm -hmm. think that they deserve that? <laughs> no, right? right? No, no, no. We're entitled to nothing. And so we should be thankful for everything we have. And why am I mentioning that? Because there are people in your life under your own roof that, listen, we... we that we need to just lift up our hands and thank God for Let's yeah. put it that way. Uh -huh. Amen. Because who says you're entitled to them? You're not. And if they're good, they're blessings. Oh, blessings are to be embraced and everything else. And you give you give thanks for it. Yes. And so obviously you're supposed to take care of your family as well. Amen. And so when we're talking about compassion and, and, and those type of things, yeah, you take care of the least of these, but you also take care of those who you love, those who you care for, those who God has placed in your life. They don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. They're blessings. Don't take it for granted. Uh, right? And then also, too, obviously, strangers, right? God. So it's everybody. Mm -hmm. So you don't, have to have, you don't have to say to yourself, well, who am I supposed to do things for? Mm -mm. Least of these? Loved ones, strangers, everybody come across your path. Yes. Amen. And, and and that's and that's and that's actually a blessing for us because we have multiple opportunities to put this into action. Amen. And so um so when we talk about compassion, let let let's let's recap here for a second. That we're not talking we're not talking about the head. We're talking about the heart. Uh -huh. Okay, we're talking about the heart. That's number one. Second, we're talking about actions and not intentions. Uh -huh. Right? It doesn't matter that you intended to do a good thing. Right? Um, one of the saddest, sad things of life is that there are people right now who who had it in their head to say something to someone. They had it in their head 
to tell someone how much they meant to them. They had it in their head wow. to tell someone how much they appreciate them and how much they love them. They had it in their head wow. to go and make that visit. They had it in their head to make that call on that day. They had it in their head wow. to do something. Mm -hmm. Never did it. And will never have a chance to. Yeah. Right? There's plenty of people who live with that. That just lets you know intentions aren't enough. Right. It's the action. And so when we talk about compassion, don't stop at the intention, right? That you are going to, you meant to, and all that. Follow through on it. Amen. Follow through on it. That that's what's important. So it's it's not just the head, it's the heart. It's not just our intentions, it's 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 our action. And it's for those who are in need, it is for the, the least of these. It's for loved ones mm -hmm. and it's for strangers. So you got, you know, you have multiple, multiple uh, opportunities uh, to get this done. And see, the other thing that we have to appreciate here is this is not easy and it doesn't come naturally for us, um, especially in, in, in the time that, that, that we live in, where we, we move so fast. One of the blessings of technology is that it allows us to do many things. Oh, yeah. One of the curses of technology is that it allows us to do many things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> and so we end up having our days full because we can do many things because mm -hmm. of the technology. Yeah. You see? Um, I was thinking about something... Um, I think the Lord just placed this in my heart, you know, he placed it in my mind. And I'm sure God does this to you too, where sometimes he just says like two words and you kind of get what he means, you know? And and I was thinking about this and, and the Lord had dropped in my in my spirit the, the two words, he said, undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And as I was, you know, you know, I followed up with, okay, what does that mean? And and, and the spirit let me, under, let me uh, you know, understand where, where the Lord was coming from and that is you know there was I, there was a time when I was in school and this was years and years ago where teachers would say give me your undivided attention yep. right if you're old enough you've heard that phrase yeah. give me your undivided attention well what does undivided attention means it means full attention on the task at hand Mm -hmm. Full attention on the teacher, full attention on the lesson, full attention on whatever it is that they want your undivided attention for, right? You're not giving your attention here and somewhere else. That's divided attention, right? right? I'm giving it to you and I'm putting it over here, giving it to you, putting it in there. And the Lord said to me, undivided attention. And I started thinking, well, what is undivided attention? That's something that I believe needs to come back. Mm. undivided attention because again technology allows us to do so many things how many of you know you've done it i've done it we've heard it we've been on the other side of it where we've been i'm gonna call it victims of it but then we've also been those who've done it done yeah. what you're talking to somebody on the phone and you're sending an email at the same time yeah right <laughs> right 
right? You're doing it, or you're talking to somebody and you can hear them clacking on their computer while they're talking to you. That's that's divided attention, right? <laughs> right? Or in person, right? You're talking to somebody and they're texting away or doing this. Uh-huh. While they're talking to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you just say? Multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. We even got a phrase for it. Multitasking. It's divided attention. <laughs> yeah. Amen. It's divided attention. Why are we bringing that up? Because I believe that if we're going to really get to this place of having a heart of compassion, our attention needs to be focused. We need to stop having divided attention. Mm-hmm. We have to have undivided attention. You know what I mean? Because see, when you when you have undivided attention, those intentions that you have, you follow through on them. Because you're not allowing your attention to be divided onto other things. So that you are thinking about doing something for sister so-and-so or for brother so-and-so, but you know, you're, you're also, while you're thinking that, you're thinking something else and you're putting the mail away and you're doing this and you're doing all those other things, you stop. That's true. And you say, wait a minute, there's a brother or a sister in need. Lord, what can, what, 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 what can I do about it? Lord, I need you to do something about it, right? In other words, it's important enough where you put your full attention Mm-hmm. And I think we need to get back to that because we're we're running so much, we're ripping and 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 running, and you know praise God for those who are productive in their ripping and running. Some people are just ripping and running; they ain't getting nothing done. But if you're ripping and running and getting stuff done, well, praise God for that, Amen. Um, but you know, in the end, it's you know as the old time saints used to say right it's what you do for christ that will last yeah (laughs) amen it's not about all these other things that we're doing right it's the things that we do for christ that will last i laugh i laugh because you know sometimes you know you say yeah they always say these things and maybe i'm just getting old you know i don't know maybe i'm an old time saint now amen um but that's what it is, amen. And so let, let's put our attention on this thing. Why? Because it's so important, amen. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so important. And we got to realize something too. The disciples, as we said, they saw all these miracles of Jesus that we ran through earlier. Mm-hmm. And yet and still, they didn't ask Jesus to do anything. And... You know, they walked with Jesus. They saw Jesus respond with compassion. Mm-hmm. They saw Jesus, you know, perform miracles and reach out and make you know meet the needs of other people. They saw that, and yet they weren't moved to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that just lets you know that you know the disciples walked with Jesus. And yet, still weren't walking like him. Mm. <laughs> right? They walked with him, but they weren't walking like him. And that's a sobering thought for us because, again, it comes back to our attention being focused because we can spend time with, with the Lord, but what kind of attention are we spending with the Lord? Mm-hmm. I read recently, we're going to close in a second. I read recently where someone was talking about, you know, you, you're sitting down to read your Bible um, or spend time with the Lord. 
And they said, your phone or your device, don't even have it in the room. Like they were saying, they were like, don't turn it off. Don't silence it. Right? Don't even have it in the room. And I thought to myself, for what? But now I really, but why is it there? You know what I mean? Like, why? Because you may get a text. You may get a notification, and now you're going to take your attention away from the word in order to... See, get it out. Why? Because it allows you to put some undivided attention on your fellowship time mm -hmm. with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying to you that's what you should do. I'm using that as an example. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, put your attention on it. Why? Because, see... Just as the disciples walked with Jesus, but didn't walk like him, we can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. We can walk with him, but end up not walking like, like him. him. Yeah. And remember what, 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 what Paul wrote in Romans um, 8 and, and 29, I believe, that that the purpose of, 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 of being called out by God and saved by God was so that we can be conformed to the image of the Son. That's the point, that we can be conformed to the image of the Son, that we become like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when we conform, we not only walk with him, we walk like him. Yeah. Amen. Um, but it's going to take a focus so that the time that we spent, it's not just time that we can check off on our to-do list and now we're a good little Christian for the day. It's actually time where we undergo transformation, where mm -hmm. we undergo change, where we become less like ourselves and more like him. Yes. We get conformed to the image of the son. And now we start doing what he does. And so what does he do? He looks beyond his own needs. And he meets the needs of other people. You told me I was getting a blessing. You are. Amen. With, this is this is the way that you walk into <laughs> the blessed life. Amen. Amen. It, it, it's, not, it's not by, you know, just always asking for. Mm -hmm. you act, God has actually given us a greater power to unleash his abundance in our life. Yes. And this is this is the path that we're on right now. Um, okay. I'm going to read one line. I'm going to read a scripture to you and then we're going to leave. Um, 1 John. 1 John. 1 John 2 and 6. So we have a word that, uh, a scripture uh, that will help us with what God is saying to us. It says in 1 John 2 and 6, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Mm -hmm. So see, if we're going to say we abide in Christ, he's our Lord, he's our Savior, I'm a disciple of Christ, I'm a servant of God, right? We're going to say we abide in him. Then this scripture says, then we ought to walk even as he walked. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. Walking meaning living. Um, and so that's how we're supposed to do. Um, and so let, let, let us be focused on that, right? And when it comes to that, 
No divided attention, undivided attention, right? Amen. You go before the Lord in the morning or the evening, the afternoon, whenever it was, undivided attention. Cut the, you know, shut the world out. Yes, amen. Amen, shut the world out. And it could be just five minutes. I'm telling you this, five minutes of undivided attention is better than five hours of divided attention with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Just give it to him, right? Because the blessing is in there. Amen. And 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 he can work on us and and and, and make us more like the example and less like the contrast. And so what we've seen tonight, amen, as we look at the, the feeding of the five thousand and, and we looked at you know the gospel of Luke, um, we, we read in, in, in chapter nine is that the disciples and Jesus are in the same situation. Mm -hmm. Jesus acted with compassion to meet the needs of people. The disciples, with their head, understood the needs of the people, but didn't have a heart of compassion, right? And they just wanted to send the people away. Mm -hmm. That's the contrast, and that's what we don't want to do. Yes, amen. Amen. That's what we don't want to do. Um, all right, we're going to stop here. And um, Lord willing, we're going to come back next week and uh, we're going to continue with this. Amen. And we're going to see, amen, uh, soon and very soon that we're going to unlock the door to, to a boatload of blessings. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. We're going to unlock the door, but we just lay in some groundwork. We started with the example. We're going to the contrast. And next week, we're going to go to the test. Amen. Okay. The okay. test. And again, if the Lord wills, we'll be here next week. And we'll talk about the test. Amen. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Amen. Glory to God in heaven. We give him praise. Father, we thank you tonight. Yes, and we Father. just praise you for your word and, and for the sharing, oh God, and for your precious Holy Spirit. Father, we pray, oh God, that you will uh, continue to work on us and yes, conform Father. us to the image of the Son. Make us more like Jesus, that we also will walk even as he walked father god uh, we want to not only walk with jesus but we want to walk like him glory yes, to god father, and you. father god to do what he does in the earth and father god we can't do it alone we need the help of the holy spirit and so father yes, we're praying for you, the help we're praying for the strength and father we thank you we believe we receive it now we give you the praise for it in Jesus name. Father, I pray tonight that you'll watch over everyone under the yes, sound Lord. of my voice, Thank that you God. will bless them and their families. Glory to God. That Father God, that you will look after them um, and Father God, that you will speak with them, talk with them, oh God, meet their every need, oh yes, Father, Father, in the name Thank of Jesus. You. Raise up those who are sick, those who are hurting, those who are ailing, oh God, oh Father, in the name of Jesus. Strengthen those who are weak, whether they're yes, weak in their Father. body, their mind, or in their spirit. And Father God, uh, just be God in our midst. Show yourself, oh God, and yes. glorify your name through uh, your goodness in the earth. And Father, we bless you and we praise you for doing it. Now, God, we just thank you again for what you have sown yes, into Lord. our spirit tonight. Yes. Continue to minister this word in our lives and in our hearts. And we thank you for the fruit that shall come forth. We give you praise. And we give you glory now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, again, Lord willing, we'll see you next time. We're going to continue with, I need a blessing. Glory to God. I Amen. need a blessing. And God is, is bringing us there step by step, line by line, precept 
by precept. Amen. That's scripture right there. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Amen.